0: Welcome to Backroom Talk.
1: About routines today, which is, uh, I think, a really fun conversation. I know it's something you geek out over a little bit, Carl.
0: In my opinion, the way that someone sets up their day tells you a lot about them.
1: You know, that common uh, refrain of, I don't have time to work out. Mm -hmm. How do you combat that for people? I want to talk a little bit about warm-ups, because that is something that has become a routine inside of exercise.
0: To listen to more Backroom Talk, be sure to subscribe. Learn to design personalized programs with the OPEX system of coaching by heading to opexfit.com.
1: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Backroom Talk. Uh, Important question, Carl, which is the correct way to pick up and move an assault bike? Is it by grabbing the handles and tilting it towards you and then awkwardly navigating it around? as it like wobbles from side to side or is it just gently... (laughs) <laughs> leaning over, picking up the back, and then just having this seamless uh, wheeling movement that happens as you navigate. Uh, feel like navigate. you're
0: inceptioning the answer into my brain as you give me the two options.
1: Well, I know your answer. So
0: I have to go with the latter of you pick it up by the back. Yeah. Um, you're an absolute animal if you pick it up by the handles, and you allow that to wobble, and you try to navigate and figure that out. You're you're just a monster of a yeah. human being.
1: We think you're crazy if you pick up an assault bike by the handles pause this podcast, just go reevaluate your life because you're doing things wrong.
0: Yeah. Those are the same people that probably put the toilet paper on. So it droops over instead of under.
1: I never think about that. You know, that's not a thing that bothers me. There's a Mm. lot in life that bothers me, but that is not one of them.
0: It bothers me because you can't like rip it. Yeah. Like it'll, the whole thing will fall if Uh. you try to just like rip it.
1: I'm kind of, I'm a bit of an annoying person. I I never shut a drawer or like if I open the cabinets in the kitchen, the kitchen cabinets are always open. And uh, I I know your eyes are so wide right now. And the toothpaste as well. Uh, Actually in our wedding vows, uh, Jacob and I had a few like jabs at one another um, (laughs) followed by some very like lovely things. But one of the things that I vowed or promised to do was to always squeeze the toothpaste from the wrong end. So you Mm -hmm. end up with just like, terrible ill you know not a well-squeezed tube of toothpaste
0: yeah that's yeah. uh I can yeah and get on board with that yeah. yeah squeezing the toothpaste from the top isn't uh it's not considerate for the next person that has to come and start from the bottom and get it yeah so those are those are important things to be in your files definitely <laughs> yeah <so>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well uh we're talking about routines today which is uh i think a really fun conversation i know it's something you geek out uh, over a little bit carl
0: yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I always find it interesting to to understand. I think someone's daily routine tells them a lot about tells someone a lot about that person that you're investigating. Um, obviously a daily routine is what you're doing on a day-by-day basis, so that will obviously tell you a lot about someone, but um in my opinion, the way that someone sets up their day tells you a lot about them. Not negative or 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 positive, it's just uh it's very Uh, it's very interesting. And, you know, even in, you know, when we, when we teach coaches to do consultations and the initial consult and asking a client about what a day and their life looks like, there's a lot that you can take from that. And there's a lot that comes from the the question is, does your day look exactly like this every single day? And they're like, no, that was just yesterday. If I were to tell you what Monday through Friday look like, it'd be completely different. Um, So I think you can take a lot from that stuff.
1: Yeah, like you just kind of alluded to there, when people don't have any routine in place and like no one day looks the same, I think that says a lot about that person as well. And uh, it definitely is harder as a fitness coach to work with that kind of person. And that's really one of the initial obstacles you almost have to overcome because for us, As coaches, our goal is to typically create consistency and exercise for our clients. We want to see high compliance. And when people aren't consistent, it's just hard to achieve. Like Mm -hmm. life gets in the way. The folks that don't make a consistent time or at least some consistent practice throughout the week to exercise, they're the ones that do it for a month and then they end up falling off just because there's no backup, you know, system in play. This is how I run my day. Even if shit hits the fan, I'm going to make sure I get this done. So, yeah, I think a lot of uh, fitness programs were uh, either made or lost based on uh, lack of schedule or Mm -hmm. compliance to a schedule.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think it's beneficial to sit back and and think about, you know, how you can create some sort of routine in your day. Because if we don't have a routine or if we don't have to, uh, in a non-habitual way, think about what we're doing every hour our brains just get so filled with organizing like, okay, I'm doing this now I have to do this. But if that is built in as a, as a habit or a routine, uh, you don't have to, you don't have to think about those things. And, you know, you think about the people that wear the same clothes every single day, right? Like that's a, that's a, that's a very specific example of, you know, that routine, but those people don't have to spend any brain power and looking at like their closet or in their drawer and deciding I'm going to wear this, I'm going to wear that. They're just like, boom, I'm picking this and then I'm going here and then I'm doing that. Right. So um, if we don't have some sort of routine, uh, our day is just filled or it can be filled with a lot of decisions that take a lot of energy and a lot of time to have to make those decisions, uh, you know, over a 365 uh, day year, you're making you know thousands of decisions every single day. If you can take away a percentage of those decisions, you'll just have a lot more time.
1: For sure. And I I think of the example that's so obvious to the fitness coach, which is connected to nutrition. And where you have a client who potentially has some bad habits around nutrition, they keep a bunch of cookies in the pantry, there's always, you know, junk food on hand at home and they don't have good habits in place where, you know, they consistently pack lunches to take to work or they always have vegetables in the fridge because they always go grocery shopping on a Sunday uh, or they keep meat in the freezer so that's really easy to grab and defrost. When those systems and those routines around nutrition aren't in place, it becomes really easy to, you know, instead of having to take a bunch of time to like pack lunch or cook a dinner that you hadn't really planned for or order something, you know, healthy at the cafeteria. Instead, you're just going to the default uh, because you had to consciously make the decision to say, yes, I want this or no, I want this instead. But when you take that decision-making process out, it's just a thing you do so much easier to make healthy nutrition choices.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think as well, when we, when we start to look at, you know, principles around, you know, routine and what routine should look like for most human beings. um, You know, we can we can actually start to put in some some rules where it's like, hey, we know these things to be true for most people. Based on that fact, you should probably consider doing this thing in this part of your day, that thing in this part of your day, so on and so forth. And as fitness coaches, you usually talk to your clients about that stuff as it relates to exercise. Um, and I know we've all had clients that have had issues staying compliant and exercise. And a lot of the time it isn't because they don't want to exercise. They just say, I can't find the time to exercise. So then you're like ripping their day apart and you're like, okay, where can you find, you know, 75 minutes to put in your calendar where, you know, no matter what on this day, you know, that this time is just for exercise. And when you think about it that way, they're like, well, I can put that anywhere. Now it's like, okay, great. Uh, not everyone can put it anywhere but let's say you did have a client that could like okay great now you start to have a conversation of like think about times that you felt really good exercising or doing any type of movement are there any are there any um are there any consistencies in the amount of or the the time of day in which you felt really good and they're like uh yeah usually it's you know in the morning when i wake up you know i have a lot of energy and i feel like doing something physical it's like okay let's put in your routine that you're going to exercise, uh, 30 minutes, 60 minutes after you wake up. They're like, okay, cool. That 75 minutes is going there. Um, and you can start to build someone's day on whatever the most important things are, uh, in their day. Um, and you know, we can go a lot of different ways in terms of productivity, um, you know, and just like how the human brain works and stuff like that. But, um, as it relates to fitness and exercise, uh, I think that's a good place to start with your clients. And now, you're helping them build that routine and they have something to, uh, we talk about rhythm all the time, right? They have something to position that that uh, that goal of being really compliant in exercise and they can start to build a really solid rhythm around that thing.
1: Yeah, the uh, goal of creating that routine isn't just like, let's make sure this gets done during the week. It's let's figure out how to make sure it gets done, but also have you have the best possible experience doing that thing and Mm -hmm. you know you expand that out to your work day it's like are you gonna do really tasky things when you're feeling like fresh and got a bunch of creative energy at 9 a.m probably not like schedule that for the afternoon and spend that time in the morning working on projects when you know your brain is ready to go and you've got a bunch of creative juice
0: yeah yeah i think uh if we were to like break it down and we're like okay where where should things go in the day i think principally you should always wake up and do something for yourself whatever that means for you some people enjoy meditation some people enjoy um you know reading and and making themselves smarter or whatever the thing is but it's like i think you should always wake up and do something for yourself and that's like a nice immediate win right because you feel really good about that you're like okay that's something i wanted to get done i got it done and i can do this every single day um And then when we start looking at like workflow, I think, you know, you do want to put and you just said this, right? Like you want to put we all have things that we have to do on a daily basis that we don't enjoy doing. You should do those things at the top of your day, because if you don't, it's just going to drag on. And that task or that thing is going to be even more dreadful when we have to do it at 3 p.m. So it's like wake up, do something for yourself, uh, continue once you start work, whatever work is for you. Whatever those tasks are for that day, do those things first and then just be done, right? Be done with that thing so it's not like looming over you for the entire day. And then now you can do something that you really enjoy. Or if you have other work that you have to get done, let's say you're a coach and you enjoy program design. It's like, okay, cool. This like shitty thing that I had to do with my monthly financials is done first thing. Now I'm going to use this next two hours and design training programs and communicate with clients. And then, you know. Also, think about the way that you work and uh, that we're not able to work for eight straight hours very effectively and think about how you're breaking up your day to extend that energy out as far to the right as possible. And there's a lot of like lifestyle things and stuff like that that we can, you know, look at and and assess and see if we need to, you know, create some uh, uh, better ways of doing things on that end. But just to keep it um, specific to daily routines and, and how you're going about your day. I think it's interesting when you start to think about, you know, when you when you get tired at two or three and everything that you're doing just feels like the worst thing in the world, you can actually well, some people can actually change that, right? Like you can put the things that you really enjoy later in the day. Some people work office jobs, right? And it's like, I'm just like sitting down and I'm doing like this task of things all day, every day. It's like, yeah, that task of things, you can still use the same concept and put the the shitty things up front. And the things you not enjoy, because I don't know if anyone that works an office job that they're not connected to really enjoys anything they do. But the things you hate less. Yes. <laughs> less drag. Yeah, later mm-hmm. in the day. Um so yeah, I think uh that's a that's a good start to thinking about like the first half of someone's day.
1: Definitely, definitely. Uh let's go let's go back to the beginning, right? Let's go to that morning routine. What is what does a morning look like for you? <sighs>
0: um yeah, so I have I have two different morning routines based on uh, like what I'm doing that morning. Um, some days I work from home and some days I come in here and, and I work from, from the office. The days that I work from home, I wake up 4.45 to 5-ish. Um, I have an alarm set for 5. Sometimes I wake up before that alarm. Sometimes the alarm wakes me up. Um, I wake up, do my thing in the morning. Um, so that first 30 minutes is like, my me time um, and my me time, I do different things uh, that sit inside of there. Um, <laughs> That's not a kind of weird. It's like I do different <laughs> things. I can't really talk about what I do in my me time. Um, but usually it's, it's, uh, it's efficiency related. So what, what feels really good for me is knowing that I'm going to have a good day. So my me time is like organizing all the things that I need to do that day, prioritizing the things I need to do that day, um, always start my day with, with coffee, with, uh, with a little something in it. Um, so I do that from a little something in it, a little huh? something in it. Well, that's for a different episode. That's super secret stuff. Um, five to five thirty. Uh, that's what I do, right? Like organize my day, have coffee, um, you know, make sure that, make sure that the, the, the world around me isn't burning down. So I do check emails and that five to five thirty piece. So I'm not one of those people that are like, Email doesn't open until nine o'clock. Like I, I check my emails first thing uh, when I sit down in that session. So I organize my day. Um, five to five thirty. Five thirty to uh, six fifteen. I just I work. So it's uh, answering some of those emails, uh, getting a head start on projects that I that I have scheduled to do that day. Um, just little pieces like that. So it's it's usually specific to just work, um, and then I exercise. So I exercise six fifteen. Uh, to about 745. Um, So go out in the garage, uh, hit, you know, 75 minutes or so um, of exercise. By that time, uh, Janice and and the boys are downstairs and, you know, uh, breakfast is rolling. Uh, They finish breakfast and then we go on a 30 to 45 minute walk um, in the mornings. Um, After we come back, Janice takes them off. She goes to uh, she she takes them to school or camp or whatever they're doing for the day. At that point, I eat breakfast. Um, after I eat breakfast, I shower, and then that's when my workday starts. And uh, I segment my days out. Uh, Mondays, I'm doing more uh, managerial, strategy type stuff, financial stuff. That's like I just want to get done on Mondays. Um, Tuesdays is more project based. Uh, Wednesday's is my uh, thinking day, Um, so it's just all like strategies and head in the clouds day. Thursday's is another project day and uh, Friday's kind of a wild card where I do a a bunch of different things. So I just make sure that most of my like bigger meetings are on Monday. So I'm, you know, meeting with uh, Steve on the tech side, Meg, you, um, Janice. So those are like just jam-packed full of meetings. And when I sit down in the morning and I like, you know, prioritize my day, it's a very short to-do list because I'm just like, I'm doing a bunch of meetings today. And at the end of the day, I'm okay with that because that's what that day is for. It's just like meet, sync, make sure everything's good. Um, so that 9 a.m. to you know 12 p.m. or 12 a.m., let's call it, or 12 p.m., let's call it. Um, it's just doing whatever the biggest priorities are for that day, um, 12 to 1 uh <laughs> no questions asked. And I know we've talked about this a few times, 12 o'clock. I don't care what is happening. I I'm stopping and I'm having lunch. Um, and I'm not having lunch while I'm doing another thing. I'm like removing myself from wherever I am. And I'm sitting down and I'm having a lunch. If it's here, um, I'm having it with staff. Um, and then I always go on a walk. So if I'm, if it's here, we all go on walks, uh, you know, shirts off, get some good vitamin D, uh, take a couple laps around uh, the air park here. If it's at home, Same deal. It's just me, um, and I'll listen to Audible um, on those walks. Um, So that's kind of my morning, and then days that I come into the office, it's very similar. But there's a commute there.
1: Yeah. Well, this podcast has a very hard end time uh, today, everyone, because we're running up uh, into lunch. Yeah. uh, No matter what, we got we got some time still, but we have to finish by twelve o'clock.
0: If you guys see me say you know peace headphones off it's uh it's 12 o'clock He's, it's
1: a it's a, a race for the microwave to see who gets in first. uh to except get up on Wednesdays because
0: Wednesdays I, I always I always have a salad on Wednesdays the you biggest do. salad I can put together Marxist and big ass salad yep that's something that stuck with me that stuck with, with me uh, as well it's yeah, yeah, yeah. so, good marketing <laughs> so every every Wednesday I have a big ass Marxist and salad uh every Wednesday and Sunday for lunch
1: yeah well obviously there's a lot of structure inside of there right like you've got stuff pretty dialed in I am curious about like the weekly themes, uh, Monday through Friday, you've got a different, uh, theme connected to each day. Mm -hmm. Why do you do that?
0: Um, there's too much to do. (laughs) That's, that's the, that's the, that's the short answer. There's too much to do. And I'm, uh, I'm a big advocate of like having low stress and feeling good when I, when I lay down to go to bed. So Uh, For me, there's a lot of freedom that comes into that, you know, super tight organization, because if if every day was just like rat race, get as much as as I can done across like different, uh, you know, businesses inside of what we do and, uh, you know, technology and CCP and this and that, like there's just too much to do. So it's a nice they're nice guardrails sorry, Sam Smith, what do you call them? Bumper
1: bumper lanes. Bumper lanes. Yep, Thanks, bump, Sam. Yeah. Bumper thingy things. Yep. Second uh, episode good. in the, in the, in a row we're yeah, recording yeah, Sam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're
0: good bumpers for me. Yeah. Um, so that's why I put them in. So I'm good with myself at the end of the day where it's like, this is what I got done. That's okay. It was the theme and it's, uh, it's, it's fun on a day-to-day basis because it's something new. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, if, if we're just like head in the sand and we're just like project-based every day for a month, we're going to be so burned out at the end of it. So um, it keeps me fresh. It feels like uh, every week kind of goes by like that a little bit uh, when it comes to like work because it's something different every day in terms of focus.
1: Have you helped your clients apply anything like that to their lives and their fitness?
0: Exactly. Yeah, yeah, a lot actually. Um, yesterday, yesterday I had a, had a consult um, with a client that we all know Uh, that's here local and you know we were talking and uh, yeah that's one thing that I that I encouraged her to do uh, because she did say that it's just like I feel like I'm just never getting ahead because I have so much to do and it's like the reality is you know we all have so much to do Um, what does so much to do actually mean if you think that you're going to get absolutely everything done on a day-to-day basis you're setting yourself up for failure so take a step back and be you know effective at segmenting work so it's like all this is a segmentation of what we're doing on a day-to-day basis because it's never done um maybe when you retire it's done but yeah it's it's never done in terms of of work for most people um so yeah and have i've had some good conversations with uh staff members here too about like segmentation and uh you know don't get so bogged down on this one thing because you know sometimes when you take a step back and you go back to it in a couple days your brain's a little bit fresher and it's not such a a drag to have to get back into that project.
1: Yeah. I think about, uh, with clients both on like specific exercise goals and then on lifestyle pieces the idea of not working on everything all at Mm -hmm. once and wanting to make all of those changes overnight and like be in your coach RX and ticking off your hydration and your protein and your daily movement and your sun exposure and your sleep hygiene and like doing all of those things at once. We have to give our clients like themes to work on for specific portions of time. Otherwise it can be incredibly overwhelming and Look, there are some people who are massive overachievers, and they love logging all of that stuff every single day, mm-hmm. and they're dialed into the point where they can focus on all of those things, and they just get satisfaction from like ticking them off. But yep. for the person who has a lot of you know room to grow with lifestyle pieces, you have to dedicate specific periods of time to each uh, to each one.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's 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 uh, personality types as well. Um, you know, I remember. Emma and I talking about, you know, how we segment time and Emma and I are completely different, right? Like if I asked Emma, like, Hey, you need to set your schedule, your calendar, your days up like this. She would probably be like, that is overwhelming. Like I don't get excited about that. So we have to appreciate that everyone um, approaches productivity a little bit different based on how their brain works and operates. Um, I'm a very, I'm not actually a very black and white person, but I, I, I uh, well, technically I am. My my dad's black. My mom's white. But um, (laughs) um, I work better when when everything is like very clear Um, and when I'm very clear with myself and expectations of myself. So um, yeah, I feel like that helps me not have high amounts of stress.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know. I hear you on that. I was even looking at my calendar this morning and I'm fairly good now at taking time to block out what i'm doing the next day Mm because i've got you know these tasks that i want to achieve and i set certain you know times throughout the day that i'm actually going to work on them and i had you know a little bit of spare time i finished one thing a little bit earlier this morning and i was thinking about what do i need to do next like i should start working on this thing on my list and then i looked at my calendar and i was like wait i'm doing that at 1 p.m i don't have (laughs) to do it right now i can just like take a little breather drink some water Be happy that I got the thing done that I wanted to do in this time and Mm -hmm. uh, just be okay stepping back and not trying to cram as much as possible into every day. And gosh, I think about like entrepreneurs and uh, gym owners who are Mm -hmm. juggling so many hats and they're, you know, trying to be a coach and they're trying to be a manager and they're trying to look after the business side. And that can be incredibly overwhelming to try and be all of those things all at once. And do all of the things that all of those uh, you know roles need to accomplish, so yeah, just having routine to say, "I don't have to work on this in this time because I know I'm going to get to it later." Yep. Uh, there's a lot of freedom inside of that
0: yeah I think uh, the the way that or, or yeah the way that we work, uh, we have to look at that as well. it's very difficult um, well let I'm not going to say it's difficult. I don't think a lot of people work uh, like when they're doing a task, they're doing it with a hundred percent focus. If you do a task with 100% focus, you would be surprised with how quickly you can get tasks done. Um, Like you could get a lot done in five minutes. You can get a lot done in five minutes if you're 100% there and you're like, this is the only thing that matters right now. So I think you know, even with the the calendar example, you know, I do that a lot. Where it's like, okay, I need thirty minutes for this, but if I can actually lock in and be one hundred percent there, I can finish that thing in five or ten minutes, and I don't try to cram something else after it. That's when I like walk around the building and annoy you guys and see what you guys are doing. It's like, hey, what are you you guys doing in there? What's going on there? So usually that's when that happens because it's like, yeah, I don't want to cram things on top of each other, but hey, I did this thing, I was super focused, I need a break from, you know, thinking, I need a break from work for a second. Um, So I think when when people when people think that there's not enough time in the day to get things done, they need to assess um, how they work. And if they're when they're working, are they 100% locked in?
1: Let's talk about that not enough time in the day kind of thing as it relates to exercise, because it is a common, uh, you know, objection you hear from clients who are trying to make it work. Before we
0: go there, can you walk us through your morning routine really quick? Oh, yeah, okay, okay. Sorry, I was wondering that um, after I told you mine.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty consistent as well. I wake up at 5.30 to 5.45 every day of the week. I go downstairs and if I had BJJ the night before, which I almost always did, I sit down on my iPad and I take notes on what I did and I like visualize what I was working on the night before. And I find that quite like relaxing. It also really helps with retention. Mm -hmm. If I take that little bit of time to just jot down a few bullets. Uh, I really remember, you know, the drills and, and movements that we worked on a lot better. So that's the first, you know, five, 10 minutes of my day. Jacob makes me a coffee. I drink my coffee, which is uh, is pretty nice. It's an important part of the, the whole routine there. Drink some water. I'm, I'm then an email checker. So, uh, you know, in the first 15 minutes from waking up, I am opening up my inbox and I'm checking, you know, is there any fires that need uh, to be put out today? I feel better when I know if there is or isn't, not that I'm going to address them like right then and there, but it just helps me prepare for what is to come. Uh, So if there's anything that I know is going to, you know, throw a bit of a loop into the day, I'm like, it's okay. I'll, I've got this. I just don't want to find about it, out about it last minute at 9am when I'm also trying to work on other things. Mm -hmm. So quick little email clean out Uh, then I'll you know just do a little browsing of the internet uh, read some articles and two or three days a week I'm also program designing at that time for like one client Uh, I really enjoy that it's not the most efficient way to program so I would not recommend it for coaches that like coach a bunch of clients and are looking to do the most efficient program design but I work with a small handful of clients it almost feels like I always, you know, connected to like doing a crossword. That's mm-hmm. what it feels like for me. Yeah. That process. So I'll spend a little bit of time on that, and then, you know, get out the door and, and come exercise. And it's either at OPEX, going for a walk, going for a bike ride, an hour, an hour and fifteen of uh, of moving. Take a quick shower, eat some breakfast, and and get to work. And that's that's my morning.
0: Awesome. Yeah. yeah a lot of uh, lot of synergies there. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I think so. I think uh, you t- you tend to rub off on the the people that you're around, right? Your yeah. your morning routine's definitely influenced yeah. mine.
0: Yeah. Oh, well.
1: Yeah. <sighs>
0: I don't know where to go with that, <laughs> but uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So you were going into exercise. Yeah. So exercise routine.
1: Yeah. So the you know that common uh refrain of I don't have time to work out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How do you combat that for people?
0: Um. I know Gosh. it's a really big question. Yeah, it is. It is a big question. I think um, the way that a lot of people approach that or a lot of people, what's in people's heads when they say that is so different. Um, but quite frankly, I don't hear that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I don't hear that a lot. I hear that a lot from people that are like on the on the outside. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, Like, let's say it's a neighbor or mm-hmm. something like that and they know that you exercise and they're like... I wish I had time to do that. But when it comes to like internal and coaches talking to new clients or, you know what I mean? Like current clients, I don't think that's something that we hear a lot.
1: I would agree with that. Because
0: they're there already. They've already invested in that. But um, I think there are, I think the bigger issue with like the time piece comes with uh, the routine thing and the rhythm thing where, you know, uh, some coaches don't have conversations with clients on, you know, when are you going to exercise every day or when are you going to exercise monday wednesday friday versus thursday saturday um they just kind of like give them this thing and they're like okay get it done right um and when clients aren't compliant to the program it's usually because they're like, ah, the day just happened and I, I just didn't have time to get it in because I ran out of time because it wasn't a priority for me. Um, so if that's the case, because I think that is the case a lot of the time with coaches that are working with clients and that aren't compliant, you just have to organize their day and, and pick that, you know, uh, no questions asked time that they can actually put that into their calendar where it's like, hey, this is this is exercise time. And, you know, it gets it gets a little difficult when you start working with, you know, the entrepreneurs or the, um, executive types, because in their heads, they're just like, my job is so important. I actually can't disconnect from my job and work. Like I can't not bring my phone and check emails. Um, and this was that conversation that I had yesterday. It's like, do you, do you care about yourself? And it's like, what do you, what do you mean? Yeah, of course I care about myself. It's like, what are, what are your, like, why are you, why did you hire me? What's the point? Like, what, what's your goal here? And you know it in the back of your head, but you just want them to say that. And they're like, well, I just want to, I want to age really well. I want to age well. I want to feel good. Um, you know, I want my biomarkers bio to be solid. And it's like, okay, then you, you understand that you have to care about yourself to reach your goals. Right. And they're like, yeah, of course. So it's like, so when can you give yourself that 45, 60, 75 minutes of no distractions? And they're like, okay, well, I could do it here. And it's like, okay, so how are you going to ensure that there's not going to be any distractions? I'm like, what do you what do you mean? It's like, how about we don't bring technology into the gym when you go into the gym? How about you don't bring your phone? And you're checking Slack and you're like, oh, my God, I have to put this fire out. So I'm going to kind of hurry through the rest of this session or I'm just going to leave now and then finish it later. Um, so, yeah, I think you just come to an agreement of, you know, when that, you know, no nonsense time that you can actually devote to yourself is.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I have one of those, uh, exact types and, uh, it's definitely made improvements in consistency over the years, but it is just like a hard reality check sometimes. Uh, sometimes it's a health scare, Mm -hmm. um, to realize that, you know, if you want these things to come true, you do have to prioritize yourself, but it can be tough for people that are dealing with that corporate culture where, uh, really you are only as valuable as the amount of money that you're bringing in Mm -hmm. and the time that you put in at the office is equated to you know that that outcome even if it's not necessarily i think often that's just a you know lie that's being being peddled but maybe it's maybe there's some truth inside of it
0: yeah i think i think we could challenge that though um you know when when we're having conversations with clients no matter where they are Uh, with their profession, if it is someone that's working for another organization, and they're like, you know, like, what I do with this organization is really important, I have to be connected. Um, It's like, you ask the question, it's like, would you give your life for that organization? You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, of of course not, right? Like, I don't own this thing. Um, And it's like, okay, well, that organization would really appreciate if you did give yourself time to to you know, allow some self-care and your organization wants you to live a long time and they want you to feel good and, and uh, have really good mental health and be happy and healthy, um, they will appreciate you taking this time. Or if it is the executive type or the entrepreneur type, uh, it's a challenge of like you're a bad executive or you're a bad entrepreneur if you can't step away from that thing for 60 minutes. Uh, and fires are happening where it's going to burn down your entire business if you're not there for six. It's like, do you fucking sleep? Um, so I think we could challenge it from both ends. And, and it's like none of us, no one is that important, right? And if you are that important, you should have people working for you yeah. uh, that can put those fires out for you. Um, so I think I think you could challenge both of those if that's the the, the answer.
1: That's a tough pill to swallow, though, that, uh, that last point you put out there that no one is that important. Because I think some people... Uh... They do think they're that important. Or at least they get caught up in yeah, that uh, yeah, in yeah. telling themselves that story.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no one is. No, no one is. No. 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 No one no one's that important that the world or whatever can't go on for sixty minutes without them. Yeah. Without their attention. It's impossible. We have to sleep, right? What happens when you sleep? <laughs> um so, yeah. But I, I, I would even if you are important, I'm not I'm not trying to like put people down and say what you do isn't important, but if you are important and you know you're you're an executive or an entrepreneur, it's like put systems in so you can go and do things and have time for yourself.
1: Yeah. Let's um let's talk about routines around exercise itself. Do you have any like kind of thing you do to get yourself like pepped up <laughs> and ready to go? Like little slap yourself in the face, um, splash water.
0: Oh, I've gone through iterations of this. Uh today Not really. It depends on what I'm doing, right? Um, You know, this morning, let me talk about the past two days because they've been different. Yesterday, I did some snatching and a bunch of resistance training Um, before I put a bunch of load on a bunch is relative, a bunch of load on the bar. I, yeah, like did some things with the barbell, kind of got comfortable in an overhead squat, uh, you know, hit a couple high hang snatches uh, you know, shoulder was like, Oh man, like, I feel like I'm not reaching extension. Let me hang from the pull-up bar for a second here and kind of get the kinks out and then get rolling. That was yesterday. Um, today it was, you know, I'm in, I'm, I'm in my office. I'm like doing my thing prior to going in. I go in high five, you go pee. Um, I had a bunch of aerobic work today, uh, started the clock and just went, yeah. Um so yeah it just depends on on what I'm doing but if I'm doing something like of any levels of compl- complexity um or like heavier loads I want to make sure that my body feels good. So yeah, if I have a kink here or there I'm kind of like getting that thing out or or you know working my way through it and then doing the thing that I'm doing.
1: Yeah, I know you know where I'm going with this, but I I want to talk a little bit about warm-ups because that is something that has become a routine inside of exercise for a lot of people. Like Exercise is a routine for them, but an important like, you know, stitched onto the beginning part of that exercise is taking possibly 10 or 15 minutes to go and warm up. And I've actually like seen that be an issue for people where they think they need to do this long workup, up and they can't warm up and they can't get through the rest of their work or they're just, they don't actually have the time to spend 90 minutes in the gym. And there's some important stuff to do in their A's through D's, but they feel like they need all of this stuff on the front end to get ready and get going. And if they don't have that, then they can't get to uh, the rest of the good stuff. So yeah, I just want to have a bit of like a discussion around where that routine came from and whether it's actually important.
0: Um, yeah, I don't know where it came from. I think, uh, you know, it probably came naturally kind of the story that I just told of like people feeling like they need to do something to feel better. Um, so it's like that, or it came from, you know, papers saying that, you know, there's some potentiation things that you should do prior to doing this other thing to, uh, you know, perform this thing at its maximal potential. Um, there's things where there's people that have limitations and their program design isn't actually built for the limitations that they have, and they, they need 15, 20, 30 minutes of preparatory work to be able to do the program design. Um, there's, there's situations where uh, you know, someone's someone's training at a certain time of the day and they feel like they have to do something to get like going, right to like start you know ramping up cortisol to be able to feel really good. Um, to hit, hit a, an effective training session or whatever they have there. Um, so I think it's, you know, personal personal pieces with, like, limitations or just, like, a mental thing of having to feel ready. And then there's the performance aspect as well where it's, like, you know, an effective warm-up is just that. It's effective if, if the goal is, you know, if, if, you, if someone came in and they're like, hey, I'm doing doubles at 90% in the back squat, there should be something that leads to doubles at 90% in the back squat. Right. Like, so that warm up or that prep work might just be working your way through, you know, loads in the back squat until you hit 90% for one person for another person. It might be like, you know, that's my, my, my hips feeling a little bit janky. I have this like, you know, hip flow routine that I do before that thing. I don't think any of that stuff is wrong. It's just, you know, when we look at what you laid out initially, where people feel like they have to do it. Like, that's what gets a little bit weird. It's like, no, you don't have to warm up every single time you come into the gym um if you have to warm up every time you come into the gym uh just ask yourself why yeah right like if you have to warm up for 20 minutes before doing a maybe think about not doing a and making that a different not skipping it but changing the exercise selection and what a is
1: yeah i uh just speaking from personal experience have gone from that person who warmed up for 20 30 minutes uh years ago to pulling that back like I feel like every year it's like a little bit less a little bit less but program design has also become more personalized and mm. what I'm doing inside of the gym is no longer you know pushing in positions that I shouldn't be in I'm definitely like got better sleep and better lifestyle as well I don't have all the all the joint issues that I used to have so some of that stuff would take some time to address um just because I wasn't recovering on the back end I think, Uh, I think
0: it's beneficial for people to, you know, get body temperature up before they do, you know, the first thing, um, especially if they're like, you know, 6am, uh, trainers or trainees, right. Where it's like, you know, yeah, it's probably beneficial to kind of wake up your joints and stuff like that. And the older that you get, uh, you probably need to do that a little bit more. But, uh, from a coach's standpoint, I I think we need to get away from thinking that we always have to have this comprehensive warm up on a day-to-day basis, a, because your client shouldn't really need it depending on what they're doing. And B it just takes a lot of time and effort on your from your standpoint it's like are you progressing warm-ups um, if you're not and you're just like saying this is my warm-up routine I'm just gonna slap that on you know this thing for the if, you know into perpetuity it's like why don't you just put like what I do and I'm not saying what I do is right but for people that don't have limitations because I do have clients that have limitations and I have to think through warm-ups but people that don't and they're just like going in and they're exercising, it's like, hey, five minutes warm-up of choice. Like just get your body temperature up, do whatever you want to do. Um, so I think that's I think that's okay for people to come in and feel like they have to like move before they go into their thing. I don't think that's terrible. I just don't think, you know, uh you doing a warm up or not, like a specific routine uh, needs to be the thing that sets you up for failures or success in a training session.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, I think where it gets a little funny as well is like the whole like prehab, corrective exercise, like got to make sure all this stuff goes in the warm up. But you look at a lot of a lot of that. and It's like that's actually work. They're doing mm-hmm. it's this shouldn't be classified as a warm up and something that's just like stuck onto the front. Like this person's actually doing this stuff because it's a priority for them and they need to be able to work on these things here so let's make just make this a Mm yeah
0: yeah that's a good point too um and from a client standpoint and the way that clients perceive the way they should perceive warm-ups is like you know that's just like that's just there for you to be ready to do a if a client feels ready to do a and they see this warm-up piece they're likely going to skip it if they feel like they don't need it on that day so um yeah, I think you know. Obviously, expectations with that coach and that client need to be aligned. I'm like, this is why I'm giving you this thing, and here are expectations here. Um, but I agree. If it is something that is really important, just just put it in. Just put it in a. <laughs> yeah,
1: I. Uh, the thing I think that is less valued but possibly more important is the cool down, and I'm like the worst at making time for this, so mm-hmm. I shouldn't say that like. I practice what i preach here because i don't like i'm tending to uh be running from the gym like straight to take a shower straight to my desk but for clients that do have the room in their schedule to be able to like take a 10-minute walk post-session just bring their system down a little bit get some sun exposure because you Mm -hmm. work with people who otherwise are not going outside of the office during the day if they can take a 10-minute lap uh outside after after a workout like that's super beneficial
0: yeah yeah i mean you you nailed it right like bring the systems down and, and all that. So the, the work that you're doing in your training session, um, that's going to uh, influence if you need to do a cool down, if you're doing, you know, lactic endurance sets, you better be doing something before you go sit down and eat and like get on zoom calls. But if you're doing, you know, some bicep curls or resistance training, I don't see anything wrong with, you know, finishing the last set, cleaning up your area, going, grabbing a shower and getting some breakfast, right? Because, your system is just kind of like here, so I think it, it does depend on uh, what you're doing in your training session. I think the when we start to look at health and wellness and you know fitness programs that are designed for health and wellness, those programs shouldn't have any warm ups and cool downs. I know that's very like. That's like a hard stance, but they shouldn't have to have them. Yeah. Uh, yes, individual considerations. Some people, you, I have a client, their ankle has this thing and blah, blah, blah. I want to fix it, so I want to do this thing in their warm-up. Totally get it, right? But if the goal is uh, for people to just come into the gym and, and move their bodies and, and be healthier, you shouldn't have to spend an additional 30 minutes per session, 15 in the warm-up, 15 in the cool-down for them to exercise and, and move their bodies.
1: It's a hell of a lot easier to fit an hour exercise session than a 90 minute exercise session into a lot of people's busy days as well absolutely um so important consideration
0: there yeah yeah i mean and you know if we if we have some of those uh listeners that are you know uh very like primal paleo people um just think about what uh what the caveman did uh you know, when when the lion was about to chase them, they didn't kind of like go down and like do the hamstring stretch and and get that whole thing in and do some hip cars. They they had to just run. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. when they got to the cave, they probably uh, just laid there in, mm-hmm. in absolute fear. They probably <laughs> didn't go on a they didn't go outside of the cave and do a little walk to get some sun exposure. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Uh... Sorry, I hate I hate when people say you know what did people do you know thousands of years ago because those people lived for like. 18 years on, on average <laughs> so that let, let, let's let not let that be like the, the beacon of what you need to try was to be just
1: yeah. absolutely defined by survival <laughs> and nothing else reproduction and survival yeah, yeah. Mm. I,
0: I love it when people are like yeah you know a couple hundred years ago we weren't eating that and I'm like a couple hundred years ago fucking you weren't even living to the age that i'm at yep. so i can do whatever i want
1: yep yes indeed uh anything on evening routines you want to hit real quick I know that lunch hour is uh right yeah, approaching we have,
0: we have 60 seconds um for the people I will go past 12 oh. for the people yeah um evening routines uh in terms of what like
1: uh what you do and why it's important
0: me personally
1: well if if you want to share or is this just <sighs> I'm not us gonna asking go too l- I'm not gonna go too late yeah. if you know what I mean ooh. um ooh zinger.
0: <laughs> 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 um no, yeah, evening routines, it's, yeah, my my day starts to wind down um, at, like, two mm-hmm. in terms of, like, what we talked about before, like, the the intensity of work that's being done, yeah. the importance of meetings that are happening, things like that, it, like, wind down occurs. So, usually it's, you know, uh, project work or tasks or whatever it is that's kind of, like, a little bit, not mind-numbing, but I can do without being 100% in. For sure. Uh, so, my afternoons are usually me uh, multitasking, which is not the most efficient way to do things, but the the work that I'm doing, it doesn't need 100% of my attention. So usually I'm like, you know, listening to a podcast while I'm doing work, or I'm, you know, uh, uh, listening to an audible or something like that while I'm doing work. Um, And I try not to schedule any important meetings for the afternoon either, because uh, my brain just isn't as like fresh and into it, uh, mm-hmm. in the afternoon. And I know that about myself. So I try to like avoid that stuff in the later afternoons. Um, so yeah, kind of start winding down. I finish up work, um, a lot earlier than, than, than some people <laughs> would expect, but, uh, probably, you know, in that four to five o'clock range is when I'm like starting to wrap it up. Um, so I'm not, I'm not big into like, you know, I need to work 80 hours a week to, uh, to feel like I'm successful. Um, Not to say that people that work 80 hours a week don't need to, because there's some people that do, Uh, but we have such a great team here. I actually don't need to work at all. I just sit back and high five people. That's so called Uh, us. He brings (laughs) us snacks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I start wrapping it up four or five, um, you know, evenings are, you know, 100% focused on family every day, every night. Um, So, you know, if I'm here, I'm picking up the kids from, you know, school or camp on my way home uh, go home, have dinner with the family. Usually there's some extracurricular activities that the kids have and it's, you know, eating and then getting them to those things. And then it's, uh, yeah, just spending, it's just spending time with the family. That's it. You know, so that's, you know, five to eight o'clock, eight o'clock is like a hard, hard stop of, you know, kids are quickly, you know, bath time and, you know, read a book in bed and, uh eight twenty is like the latest like we're okay with a kid having their eye open in the house. Um so yeah, kids are all down by eight fifteen ish. Um and then it's like, you know, we'll do I'll do a little bit of like junk T V eight fifteen to eight forty five or nine o'clock and then um wrap it up. Yeah, you know, wrap it up at, you know, nine wrap it up Carl's
1: not uh <laughs> letting us know what happens after nine o'clock.
0: No, no. Usually it's <laughs> sleep. Uh, I promise. <laughs> um, yeah. So on weeknights. Yeah. So nine o'clock. Yeah. Hit hitting the hay. Yeah. Going to sleep at nine and then getting ready for that five o'clock wake up. Yeah. That's it. So nothing too nothing too sexy there. Uh, <laughs> see what I did there? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Damn. I I was hoping uh, for for some details, Carl. We'll chat.
0: We'll chat. Later. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Got to keep it PG. <laughs> Actually, we're not PG because I I said shit a couple yeah, times. Yeah. Yeah. This is that PG thirteen now?
1: I think I said fuck. Well, now I have. Ooh, that's R. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's R. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: uh, we've got
1: yeah. the explicit little thing <laughs> now, podcast. Yeah,
0: do we? Yeah, we do. Oh, that's legit. Yeah, that's yeah, like yeah. Uh, NWA. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, Basically. The, we're the NWA <laughs> of podcasts. All right. All
1: right. Well, let's wrap it up there, guys. Because uh, carl everything's eat, Everything with these too. innuendos,
0: <laughs> like wrapping it up and blah, 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 like Yeah, like, I don't know. It's on <laughs> brain right now.
1: Uh, always. Um, food. Food is my yeah, brain, yeah. food first. Mm. So we're gonna go eat. Guys, please make sure you do uh, like and subscribe. We do always appreciate reviews as well, and uh, we'll see you next week.